When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Kelly Lee here and this is Testimony Tuesday. We're super excited to have another special guest. We have uh, been connected since probably 2017. He's an amazing Christian hip-hop artist. His name is Sam Purpose, aka Sam P. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, what's good? You gotta check out his work. Um, Yeah, it's on our blogs and it's in our magazine. It's everywhere, everywhere, everywhere in our shows. Uh, so, yeah, he's doing great work for the Lord. So, as you guys know, our, our motto is Revelation 12, verse 11, which says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Testimonies are so super important because they help us to overcome. And it really gives a lot of people hope that they can overcome, too. So, Sam P. What's up? How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me on the show. Yes. Yes. Thank you for coming on. It's uh, the Lord made this happen. <laughs> yes. Yes, he did. We had some scheduling conflicts and he was like, ah, oh, it's not too hard for me. <laughs> yeah. Praise God. Yeah. Amen. So Sam is going to tell us about his experience growing up with epilepsy and I'll let him tell the story. It's absolutely amazing and you know as i was saying brother um i've heard you talk about it before but not from the perspective of being healed from it and um that's just i didn't even know that until five minutes ago (laughs) i was just like oh my goodness because i thought that it was something that you know obviously the lord is our healer and he is our everything but when it comes to certain things like i think the world kind of tries to tell us that some things like you might just have to have that thorn in your side for the rest of your life you know what i mean right um and so anyway i know you're going to take us through the whole story um amazing story of healing yes so I, I say it start when I was um, nine years old. Um, I was in fourth grade and, you know, I was outside on the playground playing kickball uh, like a little kid does at his school. And all of a sudden, you know, I blanked out from what the kid said. I woke up and I was feeling nauseated, woozy, hospitals uh, around me, hospital beds. I'm nine years old so i have never been in a hospital before like as far as a patient so um well in that capacity of on being on an er and so coming to find out i had a seizure and so um i didn't realize what that was i've never heard of it and so uh, every time i would have a seizure i would be doing some type of physical activity Mm-hmm. And me being an active young man, I was playing basketball, uh, baseball, a lot of activities. But it will most commonly happen when I was doing a physical activity. And mm-hmm. so, you know, for the solution, um, for a while, we had to, you know, just do light physical activity or none at all. Mm-hmm. 
And so up until I was about 12 years old, you know, they sort of started to go away for like six years. Mm -hmm. So um, I was able to get back and play basketball again because I wanted to uh, go to the NBA. That was my my dream. Every (laughs) Every time I saw this, like getting in the way and I was having seizures and every time I played basketball. And mm-hmm. so it went away for six years, came back in high school when I was uh, 17 years old. I was mm-hmm. uh, in the gym playing basketball and I had a seizure and, mm-hmm. um, you know, went to the doctors. Um, I had tests run on me. Um, I had medication that I was taking and, you know, from time to time, every time I would play sports, I would have a seizure. Mm-hmm. So I quickly wasn't able to play any sports like that. Um, basketball was sort of going down the drain. I got into a depressed state. Uh, um, it really hurt because I, I put my, my heart and my passion into playing basketball, yeah. and I was really focused on it. But, you know, I, I still didn't really give up, but I knew at that point that even college NBA basketball was sort of going down, wasn't for me. Uh-huh. And, and so I, I kept having these seizures up until college. You know, mm-hmm. I came to uh, the Greensboro where I'm living now uh, to the University of North Carolina, Greensboro in 2006. Mm-hmm. So I had one right in my dorm room. And this time I wasn't having, I wasn't playing any sports. I wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a seizure right there and uh, my roommate wasn't in the room. And so then my sister, my uncle who passed away and my cousin, they all came up to see me because they were so concerned about me. Yeah. They wanted to make sure I was safe and I was in college. And so got some tests run on me again and they introduced me to a neurologist here in a um in Greensboro area. Mm-hmm. And so for ten about from two thousand six to maybe about two thousand seventeen, mm-hmm. about eleven years, I was with that neurologist, but I would keep having seizures. And over Did and they over have any again, idea what, what was causing it at all? They, I, know, I know sometimes, like, I know people who have epilepsy and it was caused by um, lack of rest, lack of, um, or when, you're, when your body is, like, overly stressed, stressful situations would cause it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the main thing was, uh, was lack of rest, like, lack of rest. Yeah. Um, they didn't never, they, after running the test, they just kept putting me on medication. Wow. Now, so that tells me they didn't really know. Yeah, yeah. Or did so, it, or just wanted to give you medication. Right, right. right. Yeah. Uh, so the doctor the doctor wouldn't tell me that they didn't really know because they're not going to really say that. Yeah. But, you know, of course, I got frustrated at times and I didn't want, want to take the medicine because the, the medicine was making me sleepy mm-hmm. even more. And I was actually it was decreasing my vitamin D. Yeah. And as I was taking the medicine, I was getting real sleepy and woozy. I was so frustrated. I said I didn't want to take the medicine anymore. But lo and behold, um, one of the last uh, seizures that I had 
was when in the um when my wife was uh pregnant and she, we were in the um ultrasound room and I had one right there in the ultrasound room. <sighs> and it was like that's when we had my daughter and it was like that was that was the last seizure that I had. It was one of the most devastating because we were excited. Uh, I was in the ultrasound mm-hmm. room. I was feeling good, ready to see uh, my daughter. And I, I yeah. looked at the screen and I, I saw my daughter moving. And then I, from there, my wife uh, said I blanked out then. And then I just had a seizure. And um, it was hard. It was rough because during that time, you know, my wife was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she her driving was limited. So she didn't want to, she couldn't drive. Uh-huh. So my sister came up and helped. It was my sister, Michelle. She came to help us out for for that while to be able to, to get me to work and be able to make sure somebody was there with my wife. Because if when, when she went into labor, then somebody would need to take her to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And so um, I had uh, one of my co my 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 manager actually take me to that hospital because I was at work with my wife went into labor, mm-hmm. but going to going in from that, um, I was just so frustrated. I didn't know what to do. I said, Lord, I still know you're my healer. Yeah. Regardless of what you know, the enemy would try to put things in your head, and maybe he'll use other people to try to do that unintentionally, but. You got to continue to stand on the word of God. And that's what I did, regardless of what I know it's looked crazy. It sound crazy to people, but yeah. God's word never changed. And this exactly. was, um, I say, man, from the time I started having a year, probably over 17 years of my life mm-hmm. dealing with this, you know, I, I got to a point it's like, right, well, will I ever be healed? If I don't, I'm going to still serve the Lord and I'm going to do it strong. And uh, one day, you know, my daughter is in dance and um, her her teacher's husband has seizures, too. Oh, wow. And he's also a pastor. Oh. So I talked to him and they referred me to the place to go where they specialize in just uh, epilepsy. And so I went there. And um, I, the, it, it seemed like the lady was doing the same thing the other place. <laughs> of course. You know? Yeah. But um, one of the differences was she, uh, they, they, they did a test on me again. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it's called, a, I think, an a e, a EEG. Or yeah. It's an EEG, one of them. And, and, and they did a test on me again. And I was just like, you know. And, and so, but they also wanted to see if it was, if me being sleep deprived was going to trigger it. Uh-huh. So I had to stay up all night at my uh, father-in-law's house. Oh, wow. And I stayed up all night because the the place is close uh-huh. to uh, where, where they live. Uh-huh. And so I stayed up all night. Uh, I try my best to, but I stayed up for the most <laughs> part. So I only got like two or three hours of sleep. Yeah. And then we went into the test and, you know, nothing triggered it. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to tell you something. I had this crazy dream when I was, uh, in, um, when I was doing it through the EEG. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so it was like, you know, I dream a lot. Like yeah. I can take a nap and I dream. And so, it was just like I was on this playground 
And it was like I was just floating in the air. And it's just like a lot of other children and people were there. And it was just like green grass. But it was like, you know, things like Ferris wheels and things going up. I don't know what that dream meant. <laughs> but yeah. when I when I woke up, um, I, the lady put me on the medicine and she gave me some vitamin D mm-hmm. to actually take with that. And so, lo and behold, when I started to do that, you know, I noticed that, you know, over time I wasn't having any more seizures. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I granted I stopped, uh, doing a lot of physical activity, but at this point, it wasn't even a physical activity no more. It was more of me just sitting here talking like I'm talking to you and I will have a seizure. Oh my gosh. And it got to that point. So you never knew when it was going to happen. Uh-huh. And so after that, you know, after I, I took uh, the advice of uh, my friend um, who referred me to uh, Wake Forest Baptist Health and we did all those tests and went back for my checkup again. And this was, I think, same year, 2000, 2000 maybe 2017 yeah. or maybe 2016. I, I, I know I went back again to, to check up for mm-hmm. a follow-up and, you know, they wanted to see if I, I had been having seizures because I would have seizures probably. It went from every, like, four or five every month to every week to then it started to happen every two or three years I would have one then it but it it got to a point that we were just looking at the years and to see okay this is the time that I usually have one Uh and then that year any pattern yeah that year I didn't have one I went through a year of I went to 2017 was the last year. So my daughter was one years old. And from then on, you know, by the, by the, uh, the law, it says you can't drive for six months. Right. And if you haven't uh, had any epilepsy for six months, you can, you get your driving privileges back. Right. And so, but we still wanted to wait it, wait it out a little bit. For sure. And so, um, then I started not having so my wife gained the confidence to say okay let's see if you can drive again uh-huh. and um uh, i started driving again nice. going back and forth to work yeah um to a point where you know i just had in 2013 i hadn't had any seizures at all uh-huh. you know and yeah. um it was by the grace of god you know yeah. i i hadn't had any seizures and then i went back to my uh doctor and she said well Neurologist says she, if you're not having any seizures, she don't see the need to continue to keep me on medicine. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, okay, uh, <laughs> all right. Cause I, I honestly was kind of nervous. I'm yeah. like, I was relying more on the medicine yeah. as the source, uh-huh. more than Jesus, the source. And, and I, and, and I think everybody go there. I had gotten to that point. Yes. I trusted the Lord, but then it was like, man, if I get off this medicine, you know, I don't want to have it and, you know, maybe hurt myself, hurt other people. Uh And so, but I confidently got off. I prayed. Uh, uh, My wife prayed with me and we continue to take better care of our health. Uh So I I, I lost some weight and, you know, cut back on some foods that I was eating before. 
but you know, through it all, um, God uh, allowed me to be able to uh, get back to work, to drive. Because mm-hmm. during the pandemic, uh, my son he was born in yes. uh, December 2019, going over to 2020 when the pandemic really started. Yeah, and so. Um, I was able to go to work and provide for my family then Amen. because um, my wife was working from home, mm-hmm. and so um, that was a that was that was something hard. You know, I talk to people with, that 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 go through epilepsy, and some people have end up maybe having to walk with a cane, yeah, or having to lo- they lost their uh the the their like muscle memory and things uh-huh. of that nature which causes them at times to as you see one of their arms may go limp or something like that yeah. and they cannot able to use it but you know it's still even with that it's still a testimony that you're still here yeah. it's still a testimony yeah. that God can still use use you for his glory even while you are still alive and being that representation of him to uh encourage people because epilepsy is not something that you know you hear a lot about but it can be hard you know because especially being young you know i'm only 17 years old and you know i've been in a hospital probably more than a a person that's 80 90 years old you know just going through that it can make you feel like man you know, I can't even really live life, but it's 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 a purpose for everything. You know, absolutely. That's and why God the, will use it. Even those situations, God will use it for His glory, like He's doing right now. Right? Yeah. It's exactly. like you go through that because you want to be able to give other people hope that they can overcome it too. That's right. And the Lord is still our healer to this day. So. You know, things haven't changed. God doesn't change. So it's, um, I think that is a big part of it. And, you know, you just being led to share about this. And I think you said that he led you to do that more recently, right? It's like, okay, now you have officially overcome it, right? You have overcome it by the blood of the lamb. And now it's time for the word of your testimony, right? Yeah. And so, um, what a good fit for this episode. (laughs) God is great. Amazing. Were there any scriptures that you were standing on, like regarding your healing was there any any of God's promises that you were just like, okay, I know that this is my situation and I know that this is, but I know also what he said about this. Because healing is like, it's such an important thing to like truly grasp and understand. Um, we were healed already on the cross 2000 years ago. He took away all of those things. Um, and it's our faith and our belief that is like, okay, well, we're coming from a place of healing. We're not going to healing. We've already been healed. And so to like fully comprehend that part, I think is really difficult for us because we have very limited minds as human beings, right? We don't have the mind of Christ. We we have the mind of Christ, but we don't have the same thoughts as God, right? He said, wow. he said, our, his thoughts are not our thoughts and our, his ways are not our ways. Um, and so, um, were there any scriptures that you were like, okay, but the Lord said, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm already healed. I'm, uh, 
one of the scriptures that I really stood on was Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. And I've always stood on that scripture, like, since I was a kid. My uh-huh. mom used to read it to me. But it I could ap- apply it practically. But it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all our ways and he will direct your path. And so just understanding that my understanding was I'm going to be like this for the rest of my life, right? Yeah. So I'm just going to have to live with it. Instead of taking that mindset, I fought because really when we talk about healing and deliverance and things of that nature, it could be deep for some people, but it's really not. Uh You know, the only thing that deliverance is, is getting your mind to line up with the word of God and debunking the lies that you hear from the enemy. Exactly. But you have to believe you have an enemy in order to debunk lies because some people don't believe that they have an adversary that's against them, preventing them from getting everything God has for them. Amen. And that's more than just like money and tangible things, but that's from a a spiritual standpoint. Mm -hmm. And so I had to rebuke myself at times when it comes to my own thoughts Mm -hmm. to say, you know what? No. What I, what I'm hearing and what I'm taking in, I got to even rebuke myself and talk to myself like that's just, this is not what God said in his word about it, you know, mm-hmm. and just one of the things when you have like sicknesses, the enemy will try to use that to make people think God isn't who he said he is. Yeah. Nor can God, uh, use that to be a testimony to somebody else Mm -hmm. because, you know, we are blessed to be a blessing, but, you know, Mm -hmm. sicknesses sometimes have the tradition of making us feel like we're cursed, but we're not. Exactly. And I wanted to even go through that to a point that even if God did not completely heal me from the seizures, that, that doesn't put a stunt or a block on his purpose and plan that he has with you because it's his plan and his purpose to be fulfilled as us as a body, but he still, even with that can use it. And so I got to a point that, you know, I I continue to trust God and it's a daily thing because you, God lives in the present. He died for our past. He died for our future, but he lives in the present. That's how we can connect with him because we can't change nothing from our past, nor can we go ahead and we can make plans. But it's like the word says, it's ultimately the Lord that directs our steps. So we can't just fix everything in our future and be like, okay, when I get here, this is going to be in place. But it's, it's God that when we wake up every day, we can find him there. And mm-hmm. I had to train myself just like a person trains to lift weights, trains for basketball. You have to train yourself to discipline yourself, to focus on the Holy Spirit, to Amen. focus on the Lord and actually believe what is written Amen. in that word and get it in your heart. Mm-hmm. That's why one of another scripture that uh, helped me during this, that hard time was thy word have I hid in my heart. Yes. that I might not sin against thee. And, you know, I know a lot of people do a lot of techniques like scripture memory. Yep. But one of those things with scripture memory that I suggest anybody to combine is meditation. Like Amen. even with each word, by word, have I yep. hidden 
in my heart that I might not sin against thee. That means get the word in your heart to a point that the first thing that comes up in your mind is that word to keep you encouraged. Because I I can guarantee you that you can probably take one or two scriptures out of the whole Bible to help you through your whole life. Mm-hmm. It's so many. It's, it's so much that the, that the Bible contains. But when it comes to healing, you know, uh, Proverbs three five through six. That's yeah. I heard it for my whole life. I've seen it. Um, my mom used to hang it up everywhere, and nice. that one scripture got me through those the times that I was struggling with this epilepsy, and, then- and it didn't make me feel like I just need to give up on everything. Although yeah. I was borderline wanting to, mm-hmm. but it is the power of the Lord that gave me that strength. That's why I says the joy of the Lord is our strength Amen. because in my own power, I would just completely just gave up. Yep. It's just saying, you know what? I'm and not even going to try no more. And also like, you know, Paul continued, even though he had the thorn in his side, right? Like Mm -hmm. he still continued and he still persevered and he did a lot of amazing, amazing things. But he was like, there's just this one thing that I've got, you know, and he asked him, he asked, he said, I asked the Lord so many times to take it away, but he just, he just kept it there, right? Because that's where the Lord's strength is, right? His strength is made perfect in our weakness. And so yes. we, we will have those weak areas, right? But mm-hmm. the Lord is truly our strength and our healer and our everything. Um, and so, and, and even our provider, you know, in those situations where sometimes, you know, we might be in situations where we can't, you know, get to work or we can't, um, but he's going to lead us to the places and to the situations where he'll be like, Hey, here's some provision, you know, like yeah. you've, you've been following me. You've been faithful. You've been good. And here's what you need. Right. Um, exactly. he's always going to do those things, but we have to, again, yeah. Like what, like what you said, we have to know the word. We have to have it stored up in our hearts because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Right. And so whatever is coming out of your mouth is what's actually in your heart. So we have to make sure. I mean, I know a lot of people who have head knowledge of the word, right? They can recite it, but it's like, is it in your heart? Because when it's in your heart, it changes you, right? Yeah, yeah, I know that you know what it says. I understand that you, you know, you do Bible studies and you direct Bible studies and you, you know, do all of this other work within the church, but it's like, uh, okay, so, but that's head knowledge, right? Now let's apply it. (laughs) Right? That, that, that theology is good to have, but Uh without, it, the word says it's the Holy Spirit that leads and guides us into all truth. Amen. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us the power mm-hmm. to be a witness. Like yep. it's saying, like you're saying, you, we don't have the ability to even apply the word in our own human strength. Amen. It takes it getting in our heart because when you get it in your heart, it's not about behavior modification. Mm-hmm. It's about getting the word in your heart. And that would do the transforming. Yep. Because when you get it in your heart, that's when whatever's out of your heart, the mouth speaks, you know, yep. and your actions flow from it. You know, that's why it's proof that we're all born in the sand because we don't have to teach ourselves how to lie. Our hearts are naturally sinful. 
when yep. we're here by default. So that's mm-hmm. why with my kids, I have to tell, teach them about integrity. I have to teach them about not stealing because mm-hmm. in their mind, you know, I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old. They're uh-huh. thinking that, hey, you know, I want to take this because everything is mine. Mm-hmm. And this is mine. This toy is mine. This toy is mine. No, I have to teach <laughs> them about sharing. Yes. you know, and because naturally, we're basically naturally born in sin, which mm-hmm. selfishness is a part of sin. Exactly. So now, when you know we come in and ask the Lord to uh, save us and change us, now you got the sanctification process to start, and so. Yep. You have to die daily, like every day. You have to be committed, like a person that goes to the gym. Yeah. I want to lose this weight. I want to lose this fat. So every day they have to be committed to doing something for their health. So whether it's changing up their uh, eating habits, uh-huh. whether it's understanding and knowing how how much uh, carbon intake they should take the Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold lose weight uh, how much protein they should eat yeah. how much um how how much fruits and vegetables should they be getting mm-hmm. vitamin c see they have a detailed understanding of what they what they need to do head knowledge yeah now it's time to apply it yep exactly that's that's the hardest part yep. and so you know but with the lord he basically say Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And you know, a lot of times uh, we have the ability to choose. You know, we're not robots, so we can choose. And that transformation starts when we choose Jesus. And that's it. Amen. And, and and once we choose Him, the evidence that we have chose Him will be, we reflect that out of the conditions of our heart and how we treat people and how we tr- uh, respond in situations when we're on the mountaintop, yeah, or when we're in the valleys when it's dark and cold. Because even when we're on a mountaintop, you might see signs of selfishness, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, well, I'm good now. You know what I'm saying? My bank account, yeah, uh, is good. Like I'm in good health. Yeah. And having no more seizures. And I don't need God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that can bring you into a state of falling away in, in itself. And yep. then when you're in the valley, you know, you feel like, man, you know, God, I need you. We'll pray and we just get into this 
this this point of sometimes depression and anxiety and worry. Yes. yes. So however the enemy wants to use your mountain experience or your valley experience, his whole point is to get you away from God, however yep. that is. Yep. <laughs> so, and, um, and selfishness will certainly take you away from God. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Bible says he must increase, I must decrease. And that is a daily thing as well. It's yes. like we need to always know to put him first. And no matter what we're going through, good or what we call bad, because God uses everything. He doesn't call too many things bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um he can use everything and all things work together for the goodness of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. Like yeah. it's, it's all good to him, you know, because he's going to use it even if we perceive it as being bad, but that, that selfish type of uh, behavior, it's like he has to increase day by day. He has to increase and we have to take the self out of it. We have to take, you know, I, 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 I remember when I first started reading the Bible mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> I was like newly saved. This was like 2015. And I was always thinking like, okay, so what's in this for me? What's in this for me? And I'm reading and I'm thinking like, what's in this for me? Okay. What am I getting out of this? Right. And not realizing like one day he was just like, it's not about you. It's about me (laughs) right and it's like my whole perspective just shifted it's like yeah okay that 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 makes sense right uh yes he is transforming you through his word yes he is helping you and doing all of those things through his word but at the end of the day it's not about us it's not about what we're gonna get from it because that's self right? right uh like yeah. And so it's, it's, it can be really difficult to not think in that way. But again, that transformation happens and we actually stop thinking of self. We start to think, you know, how can I fulfill what he's given me? How can I give back, you know, what he's the gift that he's given me? How can I live my life's purpose? How can I please you every day? How can I, you know, move forward in you? How can I grow closer to you? It's right. like we start to chase him in a different way when we change, when our perspective changes, when we get his perspective on it. It's like it was never about you in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's about him and it's about what he can do and how, you know, the people that he's going to reach, even through what we're talking about right now, like the people that he's going to reach, the people that he's going to give hope to, the people that he's going to transform, the people that he's going to lead to him. It's it's not about us at all. And so even with this show, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's our situation that we've been through, but he's going to use that situation to draw people to him. And to make sure that they know that he's he's the one that did it. He gets the glory. <laughs> Amen. Yes, that's it. That's it. That I is know great. It's, it, it, it's powerful because, you know, we, we go through situations in life and, we, you know, we don't see, but how is God going to use this? Uh-huh. But if we did, then we probably wouldn't even ask God to help us. Because yep. we basically have the solution right in our hands, right? So why do I need God? But, you know, one of the things is that I, I know going through the seizures, 
Um, he sent different people in my life. And one of my good friends, that's actually, he's a pastor. He mm-hmm. came down from, um, DC and I went, we went to a high school together. And so he called me on the phone one day and said, Hey, you know, I just wanted to tell you, tell you something that the Lord led me to, to speak to you. So, uh-huh. you know, you could receive it as, as, as you may, but he said, the Lord told him to tell me that don't, don't take this personal. It's like what I, what was happening to me with the epilepsy. It's mm-hmm. not for me. It's for other people. Yeah. And at the time I was like, all right, you know, it's like, okay, <laughs> you feel me? But you know, he's been, this brother has always been like accurate. Like he, he yeah. only speak when the Lord lead him to speak. He don't speak uh-huh. to everybody. Cause yeah. sometimes even when you talk about prophecy, having that gift, God may show you something, but he may not lead you to actually speak. It's so true. And so that's a that's a sign of a person who understands uh, that the gift is not theirs is given to them by God. And so he was seeing different people in my life to speak about that. And it was just like, man, when is this going to be over? Uh, But even looking at that time, it was a time that it really drew me closer to the Lord. It really uh, allowed me to become dependent on him. So Mm -hmm. when I got out of that situation, even when things were good, I still recognize and know that I would not be here went for Christ. Yep. You know, Amen. and just uh, keeping him always by my side, even in uh, hardships and even in, in the good times. Because I think the most, the time that we can walk away from God is the time when everything is happening good for us. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like we sort of take a little blur, take a little break. Uh-huh. Like, okay, uh-huh. this is straight, you know. And we say thank God, but do all we we we're thanking God for the awards, right? But behind yeah. closed doors, what are we doing to thank God? What are we doing to spend time in His presence? Yep, exactly. And that's so important. That's a daily thing, right? It's not right. something that. You know, you you do it once a week. You go to church on Sunday, and that's it for the week, right? right. Like, <laughs> you, know, you get a Bible study once a week, okay? But no, it's like uh, the word is living and breathing, right? And so we have to always uh, know that we have to be living it. We have to be doing it always, always. Right. Um, and you know, there's 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 been times where. Um, I've kind of, uh, I guess, not been not been far away from him, but just really been questioning, right? And being like, Lord, like, where where are you bringing me? What are you doing with this? Like, with this, you know, situation, like the magazine, for example. Um, you know, the enemy tried to attack that every single month since it started in 2015. The enemy tried to tell me it's not happening. It's not next month. Yeah, it may have happened this month, but it's not going to happen next month. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's it for you. Every single month, like <laughs> attack after attack after attack. And finally, I was just like, Lord, I don't even know. I don't even know what to do. I don't even know how to proceed. I, like, but you do, but you do. Right. And so. It's like we have to still continue to be faithful no matter what is going on around us, right? right? No matter whether 
you know, it's not up to me to be obedient to what the Lord, I mean, it's not up to me for other people's obedience. Like people need to be obedient. So if they're not, there's nothing I can do about it. Right. right. And the Lord is just like, listen, okay. I want it to just be me and you and stay focused on me. Don't look to the left or right. Don't look at what he said. She said what he's doing. She's doing what he said he would do that. He's not doing, you know, all of these, all of these things. It's like if we start looking to people and we start even like pastors, some people look to pastors and they'll be like, oh, you know, the church has failed us and pastors have failed us. Well, the Lord never said to follow people. He said, follow me. He never said it was about them in the first place. Right. right. And so like the enemy is going to try to distract us and make us think and make us question what God said. You know, he did the same thing to Jesus. Did God really say, did God really say, did God? Yeah, well, it is written, it is written, it is written, it is written. <laughs> Keep going. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Right. And that's when, when it's starting your heart, that's when it's going to start coming out, when you're faced in those situations where what you're looking at is like, oh, my goodness, this is not what the vision was, and this is not what the Lord said, and this is not, <laughs> you know. Um, but to remain faithful in those situations because, as far as I'm concerned, the magazine is going to exist until the end of time, until my last breath, right? right. <laughs> so it's Good. like, I don't care who says what, I don't care who, who does what, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care, I will continue to do it because that's what the Lord gave to me. And, right. you know, he gave that to me in a time when, um, when um, there was, there was nothing, literally nothing else and he gave me that vision. And so... It's like we need to just continue to trust in the vision, trust in his word, speak the word over those situations. Like what did the what does the Bible say about this situation? There's there's a passage for every single life situation, right? So so you just need to know it. (laughs) And when when you're seeing it, you're looking at it, you can be like, no, because the Lord said this, right? Right. And um, I know, like, we we know it, like, we know what it says, but then sometimes, like, when we're in those types of situations, it's like, there's so much distraction. There's so much, like, the enemy tries to put blinders on us. The enemy tries to distract us. He tries to get us off our path. He tries to get us thinking differently. And it's like, how are you going to respond? And God is looking for your response in those situations. What are you going to, what are you going to say? What are you going to speak? What are you going to, you know, what are you going to do in this situation? Because you're being faced with something that looks like the complete opposite of what I've got for you. Right. What are you going to do? So important to speak it. So important, you know, speak healing, speak blessing, speak peace, speak whatever you're going through. You know, you have to speak the word over it. And that's right. so, so important because the word is the only truth right. <laughs> and everything else is a lie. Everything, everything else is a lie. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. I agree a hundred percent. Amen. God is great. God is wonderful. Yes. yes. I mean, you know, one of the things that I can remember the most is that I just have to actually believe that God is this. Because one of the things when we face uh, hard times and things where we just feel like we, we lose hope, mm-hmm. 
we questioned where does God, is God really real? Does he really exist? Or am I just making this all up? You know, the scripture is that I've been meditating on is that, you know, it came out of Ephesians, uh, the 6, 10 through 12. It's like we don't, uh, battle against flesh and blood. Yep. <laughs> and when you, when you look at that, it's like, if we don't battle against flesh and blood, it says we battle against principalities and powers, against rulers of darkness and high places mm-hmm. and in heavenly realms. Mm-hmm. And so, if we're not battling with our brother or our sister who may disagree with us mm-hmm. or who may not believe that we're healed mm-hmm. uh, or that we're not using wisdom or things of that nature, but we know what the Lord said, you know, we got to come to a point that we can speak to our brother or sister in love, but speak Amen. to the lie of the enemy in the truth, Amen. because it's only the truth that has set us free. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when that person is saying that, um, it's not, we're we looking at the person. Like when Jesus uh, rebuked Peter, yep. he came with truth and love because he loved Peter, but he was speaking to the the, the enemy that was in Peter yep. because at the time, Peter really didn't understand, but the enemy lives in the flesh. And when we yep. speak out of the flesh, it's not always degrading. It's not always mm-hmm. speaking out of flesh. It's not always something that can be offensive. It yeah. can just be something that God told you and the other person said, well, this is how you normally would do it. It's <laughs> like, no, the, but, yeah. but, but knowing and meditating on the word of God. And, uh, Everybody has an opinion. Right. And God can speak through people. Yeah. Um, but he, well, he speaks through people. He speaks through his word. Yes. But the main thing, you have to have a relationship to know the voice of God yourself. Yep. Because, you know, we, we've, we've missed, we, yeah, we've missed the mark, but mm-hmm. discernment is key. And I, and I said that discernment is really key because the, you, you will know through the Holy Spirit when people are saying something that, actually just confirming what God has already said yep. or it's leading you in a direction or if it's just like out of their own flesh and out of their flesh could be like out of their concern for you, yep. out of their well-being for you, but you still got to do uh, what God says in discernment is key. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes he sends confirmation like, after the fact too, you'll be like, Lord, is this like really what you're saying it is? And then he'll give you something. He'll, somebody will say something or he'll lead you to a video where somebody says something and it's like, okay. Yeah. So to just be aware of how he works, like to be that close to him and have that relationship with him where you know when it's him and that is discerning, you know, when it's him, you know, when it's not him. Um, and be aware of, because some people will go to that video and not get what they're supposed to get from it, right? You'll yeah. go and watch something and then you're like, oh, that's really nice, but not understanding. Like the Lord <laughs> led you there because that's the answer to your question. Yeah. We, we don't get it the first time. He'll keep leading us, right? Back to the same thing, back to the same thing. And I have a video about that on Twitter, actually. It's like, do you ever just keep bumping into the exact same scripture? Like, 
three, four, five days in a row, everywhere you go, it's like the same. He's trying to say something through that scripture. So go and study it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and receive it. Exactly. Exactly. And he does that. It's like confirmation after confirmation after confirmation. <laughs> His word always comes with confirmation. So you just have to be like aware of it, like consciously aware, like that's him sending confirmation. Thank you, Lord. And just seeing him in all things. It's so, so important. Seeing the, the, the world and the battle that's going on and seeing everything in a spiritual sense, right? That's right. Because right. it's like there's so much evil in this world. But again, everything is spiritual, so we don't fight against flesh and blood. And right. that's that's something where, um, of course, our flesh wants to take over, right? Our flesh right. wants to respond to those people who are naysayers, who want to come and put you down or say that what – Oh, did God really say? Well, that's what Satan said, right? <laughs> did right. God really say? Yeah, and people will do that too. Did God really say, right? You right. tell them about your vision. You tell them about your, um, you know, about your experiences, and they'll be like, "Oh, are you sure? Like, are you sure you had that vision? Are you sure that God said that He was going to do that?" Well, you know, with the magazine, I had a massive vision, and so anytime the enemy tried anything, which he tried hard. I'd be like, no, because God said, I know what I saw. I know that vision. I know, I know I dropped my 15 year media career to pursue that vision. So I know that vision was real, right? right, right, right. <laughs> it's like, you, you can't fool me, sucker. I worked for you for 15 <laughs> years. <laughs> I walked away from you. And the yeah. Lord, you know, brought me out of that. And then that's when the war started, right? <laughs> but yeah. the real war started because it's like, oh, I've had her for 15 years. You don't have her anymore. She ain't going right. back there. Yeah. <laughs> so. Can't take her. Yeah. Call here with that. Yeah. God is great. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's a, it's a war. That's, that's what I think as we grow and we mature in our faith that we realize that it is a war. It is a battle. And I know some people may not think it is a battle, but you look what's going on right now in our world. Yeah. It's like things that were considered evil, people are just yeah. accepting it. Like, oh, that's just the way it is, right? Isaiah and, 520. And, and if called you good, don't, evil, and evil good, right? And if, right. And if you don't accept it, then there's something wrong with you. Yep. And one of the things that I see is a real issue is that even some of us who are in the body of Christ or claim to be, I ain't going to say yep. some of us, yep. I'm, who, who, who publicly proclaim to follow Christ yep. are sort of embracing this in a sense of that's what showing love is. Yeah. But um, the Lord also says whom the Lord love, he corrects. It's exactly. like if you cannot be corrected, you're an illegitimate child. Yep. You know, and yep. I, I think we we try to get this the thing with love uh, mixed up because the Bible, which is the word of God, says it's used to show us what is wrong in our lives. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it says, it says the, it's a double edged sword It's used for reproof, correction and to show us what is wrong in our lives. Why? Because we're naturally born in sin. And when we see what's wrong in our lives, we can only go to the source that is right because yep. 
when we acknowledge what's wrong with our in our lives, uh-huh. because we can see what's wrong in our lives and not do nothing about it. We can be like, ah, well, exactly. that, that's it. Yeah. But when we acknowledge what's wrong in our lives and want to be transformed, mm-hmm. and we will seek the Lord with all our heart, and yeah. we'll be transformed uh, by and by. You know. Yeah. Exactly. And that's that's what he does. We have to we have to let him do what he does and stop letting our flesh take over in in situations and stop even like sometimes we would go through a situation and we still carry like a little bit of trauma from it Mm -hmm. and it's like you're 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 still going back to that something that i healed you from something that i've delivered you from right it's like Mm -hmm. okay lord i'm so sorry i'm so sorry (laughs) like (laughs) i'm so sorry i'm really 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 gonna try to not go back to that thing right um, yeah. And that's the thing, just like being aware and being like, I'm not going back to something that he delivered me from, no matter yeah. what, I'm just not, I'm going to stand, you know, stand on his promises in his word and just know that he's taking care of you in every single situation. Right. Amen. Right. Amen. So we've got a few minutes left. Um, did you want to close out with any, anything that the Holy Spirit gives you? And also do you want to close out in prayer? Sure. So um, just for anybody listening to this, uh, this podcast, this Testimony Tuesday, to be encouraged that God has not forgotten about you. For those who are uh, been waiting on God to do something in their lives, um, wait actively. Yes. Not just waiting and like, God, what's your, would you do something? God works. Mm-hmm. In a sense of as you take a step, he'll show you along the way. It can be mm-hmm. very difficult, but one of the things that uh, a friend of mine told me was a good analogy was that, you know, in some cases, God will open up the Red Sea for you. And so obviously, you know, oh, we can walk through. Mm-hmm. But in other cases, he'll do like, uh, I think it's Caleb. Yeah. That here, once you take a step, then the waters will start to open up. Exactly. As you take a step. And, you know, you don't know how he's going to do it, but if nothing is going on, maybe it starts with you doing something. And, you know, just be ready and willing to take the things that, from the people who care about you, you know, to be concerned about you, but also be ready to take the, the darts of the enemy trying to fill you with worry and anxiety. Uh-huh. And if you're worried and you're scared and taking a step that you heard God told you to do, do it scared. Yeah. Because guess what? The the thing about it, perfect love cast out all fear. Yeah. So you might, and, and courage is not doing things and I'm not scared of anything. Courage is, Taking a step out and doing it, even though I have uh, a fear in me, I have, yeah. man, I don't know what it's going to do, but I'm doing it out of courage because I trust God and I know he'll never fail. In my flesh, I'm I'm nervous, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. but I am, a, I, in, I, my hope is in the Lord. So I, I'm, I'm scared. I don't know where to start, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it because the Lord led and guided me to do it just like 
you said with your magazine. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, what I'm going to do. Sometimes that's the place that you need to be so you can stop taking control and you let God come in. Amen. And he will guide your steps. He will direct everything, every part of your life and show you exactly what needs to be done in every situation. We just have to call on him, you know, and think, and think of him in those situations. It's like every situation, the Holy Spirit is going to lead you and guide you. And so, um, again, like just calling on him in every situation, like, Lord, I don't know what to do, but you do. So I know the Holy Spirit is going to guide me and show me exactly what this is and how to proceed and how to move forward. And, um, yeah, God is great. Yes. Yes. So do you want to close us out in prayer? Sure. Uh, Lord, we thank you, Jesus, just for this time. Uh, We thank you, Lord, for the show right here. And we pray, Lord, that whoever watches this show, Lord, that it will inspire them and encourage them to in their faith if they have even gone away or have doubted this week, Lord. I pray, Lord, that they will have a renewed mind that they that they will have a, re, a a a new fire in them that will connect them back to where you have them to be that they will be back on track even though they go through troubled waters even though they will go through hardships even though they will go through the fire lord they will not be burned they will not drown they will not be destroyed or cast down lord because you are our anchor you are a rock you are uh Avenger, you fight for us, you fight with us, and we stand and we trust on that. And Lord, for those who have not come into the understanding of who you are, Lord, I pray, Lord, that even watching this, Lord, that they will be curious and seek you, Lord, themselves. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord. Draw, keep drawing them to you, Lord. Keep drawing yes. them to you. That's yes, that's Lord. what we ask the most of for this show. Like that's so so important that we're always glorifying Him and that He is going to draw more people. We're bringing souls with us, brother. Yes, <laughs> yes. Let's yes. do this. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it for the glory of God. Yes. Amen. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much, brother, for joining me on this show. And we definitely have to have you back at some point. Yes. All of the seasons that are upcoming. (laughs) God bless you and your family. We will talk to you really soon. Bye. Bless you. Bye. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.